What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of The Satoshi Show, sponsored by Satoshi Design and Coin Corner. I'm Molly, and I'm joined today by my beautiful co-hosts, Lena and Mia. How are wave girls? We're fine. <laughs> Hi. Um, in Hi. this episode, in this episode, we will be introducing ourselves, the show, and we also have a couple of Bitcoin topics to talk about. So let's get to it. Right, guys, we're going to introduce ourselves. So, uh, Lena, do you want to go first? Who are you? What do you sure. do? I'm Lena. I am the managing director of the BTC Times, the best Bitcoin news site. <laughs> and now I'm part of the best Bitcoin podcast. Uh, cool. So how did you uh, discover Bitcoin? Oh, that's, that's not a very great story, actually. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I discovered Bitcoin through shit coins. Oh, I'm gonna okay. get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I think we've all had experience with shit coins over the years, but as long as you've learned and you know, as long as you're a full fledged Bitcoiner now, that's all that matters. Oh yeah, I'm not going back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I get. I'm a. Uh, child of the 2017 generation so i joined early during that hype season and the first first half year or so that i was in the space i had nothing to do with bitcoin because i was i came into the space through shit coins and you know shit coiners don't like to talk about bitcoin so really the first time that i would hear about bitcoin was when I was at a meetup and somebody would do a presentation and say, so you've heard about Bitcoin and Bitcoin is like this, this old dinosaur tech. And here I have this new coin that does all these things better than Bitcoin. That was kind of the first time I heard about Bitcoin. And uh, it took me, it took me about a year and a half to realize that shit coins are not the answer. They're not solving anything and that there's bigger things to to worry about and the Bitcoin fixes them. So my journey is not very glorious, but now I'm here. Your stories are way better. <laughs> well, then Mia, do you want to tell us, uh, well, first of all, who you are, what you do, and how did you get into Bitcoin? Wow, that's a tough question. I'm Italian. It's impossible to hear, but I'm Italian, I know. And um, I basically shoot posts on Twitter about Bitcoin and cyberpunks ideals uh, and privacy and all these amazing, important stuff all day long. But uh, from time to time, I do, I mean, um, important stuff too, just like uh, helping the BHP network, helping the Milan Bitcoin meetup. And I've been around since some years. And yeah, I, I do other stuff too. I'm a vocal coach and I've been a vocal coach uh, even before Bitcoin. And I'm also I'm going to get Oh, I'm a communication consultant, as you can hear from my <laughs> <laughs> perfect speaking, yes. And uh, yes, I love Italian food and I love to hang out. And I have um, uh, a very small project on Instagram about polymathy and multipotentiality because I love uh, random topics and I love to discover 
anything and I'm a very curious person. Yes, and I'm also, that's very important, the, the mom of Skankoin Bot, which is a very important uh, bot on Twitter. <laughs> I never knew that, are you really? <laughs> yes. Wow. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, cool. So how did you yeah. discover Bitcoin there? Well, um, it has been uh, uh, two phases of um, love because the first time I heard about Bitcoin, I kind of, I kind of loved the idea. Uh, but yeah, I told Giacomo, you have to do some stuff with that because I was doing my PhD, so I was very busy. And please, Giacomo, quit your job and do something with this Bitcoin because it's imperfect for you. I mean, it's politics, it's technology, it's ethics, uh, it's anything you love. And yes, I basically continued with my life. Uh, and then at some point, I started to go to the meetups. Uh, and I clearly remember one moment in New York. I was there for my PhD research. Uh, and I met many people talking about Bitcoin, the Lightning Network. It was very early stage. And uh, I didn't understand a word uh, of that, not only because <laughs> of the technology, but also because uh, I didn't speak a uh, uh, at all English at the time, but I was fascinated by the passion and the few things I understood at the time. And I decided uh, I want to be part of that. That's amazing. And actually, my story was all about uh, Bitcoin maximalism from the beginning, but I was only lucky because uh, uh, I met the right people uh, just after after I decided to be involved in Bitcoin. So yes, I have to, uh, to say thanks to all the people that helped me learning about Bitcoin and they had a lot of patience. Wait, wow. so you are the reason Giacomo is a Bitcoiner? Well, he found Bitcoin binding himself, but uh, actually uh, I'm the reason why he decided to quit his previous job as a consultant. <laughs> so, yes. Wow. <laughs> well, it was clear to me that it was perfect for him. And um, yeah, Aww. and the rest is history. <laughs> But the, the funny thing is, I wasn't convinced for myself because I was doing other stuff. And yes, and I wanted to focus on them. And I thought that Bitcoin was for people just like Giacomo. And now I think that Bitcoin is for normal people like me. <laughs> Bitcoin is for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Except for one. <laughs> 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 No, that's really cool. So you've never gone down the road of shit coins? No, I've been very lucky. Wow. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I asked many uh. questions at the beginning because, of course, I didn't understand all the, uh, all this maximalism all around Bitcoin. And I was like, oh, maybe you are too exaggerated. And then I came to the conclusion that Bitcoin is just common sense. And it's better to focus on Bitcoin, which is uh, better for... Uh, any stuff uh, and it's the best by design and for its primacy over time and so many 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 other things but it took me some time but in the meanwhile i trusted my sources and then i verified by myself <laughs> what about you molly <laughs> what about me okay um uh. wow so i um i'm trying to think where my story begins <laughs> My story begins when, uh, so at the moment I'm head of uh, marketing and communications at Coin Corner, 
prior to this, I was in a marketing role um, for a local hospitality company. So like hotels and events. Um, I think I was, I was just looking for something a bit different. I was kind of, I'd been in that role for a year and a half straight, straight from uni into that role. Um, and as much as I love local marketing, I was just, it gets a bit stale. Um, so yeah, I put the feelers out to have a little look, see what other marketing roles were available. And, uh, so this was 2014, um, and coin corner were advertising a marketing role. Uh, and at this point, the company was only like six months old, I think, um, no, even a couple of months old, sorry, because I joined when they were six months old. Um, so yeah, went for the interview, had no idea what Bitcoin was, had never ever heard of it. Um, and especially back in sort of like 2014, there was, I mean, you struggle to, there was not, there was no information, really. Um, you don't have, you didn't have all the resources and all the um yeah, information that's available these days about Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, went to the interview, was just straight up honest. And I was like, guys, I've never heard of Bitcoin before, but it's from what I've read, which is very little. Um, I was like, it sounds really cool, um, but I'm very passionate about marketing and what are you guys trying to achieve? Like I'm down for that. So yeah, then I got offered the job, um, had to wait a little bit because they were still trying to get it up and going. Um, so I joined the company after six months and then the rest is history uh and i'm here still here i'm still here six years later wow two ogs yeah i'm in it's awe a, <laughs> i don't feel like an og some of the time now i don't know i don't know if you girls feel the same but bitcoin the industry changes so fast and every day there is new products services um you know, developments. And a lot of the time I sit there, I have no idea what's going on. I know Bitcoin and that's that. But when you hear, I don't know, I'm not a techie. So things like Taproot, um, you know, all that stuff, I hear the guys at work talking about those things. And I, I kind of wish I could understand those things. Um, but even, even now, like for me, six years, six and a half years in, I'm still learning every single day. Yeah, maybe a disclaimer at this point. If you're watching this to get technical insight into the functionalities of Bitcoin, I'm very sorry to disappoint you, but you're not getting it from me. I'm not sure about you girls. No, no, absolutely no. not. I can pretend to understand stuff. I've been doing this since year, but actually uh, I can understand uh, that those are important topics and who are the people who are talking about the, uh, the topic and they are building stuff uh, uh, great for Bitcoin. Yes, that's my understanding. Mm. Okay, if we ever decide to do a topic on that, um, like the technical stuff, we'll bring someone in. Yeah, <laughs> they can explain it to us. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I guess that kind of leads us on to, I want to ask you girls, um, because the Satoshi show was, you girls came up with the idea and then invited me to be a host, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but yeah, just explain what is Satoshi? Like what, what do we expect to achieve from it? Um, so last year I was helping out the magical crypto podcast with, um, Charlie Lee, Will Panda, um, 
Samson. <laughs> fluffy pony. <laughs> Oops. Um, so I was helping out at that podcast. It was going really well. Unfortunately, they didn't have time to keep it up. So they ended the show. And after they um, recorded their last episode, Samson told me he was thinking of doing a new podcast. He was just not sure yet who to do it with. So I said, hey, why, why not with me? You know, we could do it together. He said, nah, I don't want to do it with you. <laughs> so I <Wow>. thought, <laughs> you know, okay, then I'll do my own. So I was thinking about a good way to do it. And um, I realized there's not a lot of, you know, female-led podcasts that focus only on Bitcoin. In fact, I couldn't find any. Um, if I'm wrong, please tell me. But so I thought, okay, why not, why not do that? You know, and I was certainly not going to do it alone because uh, I don't have that much experience doing it. So I reached out to Mir and Mir was totally down. And then we reached out to you, Molly, and you were totally down. And then things happened. Um, and I could tell you about the name Satoshi. Satoshi? How do we pronounce it? I don't know. We should probably decide that. Satoshi? Satoshi sounds good. Satoshi. Wow. Well, we um, can go for Satoshi, which is sound very Italian and means, That is so. very Italian. <laughs> Satoshi. Yeah, Satoshi. With the hand, with the hand. <laughs> um yeah i was thinking of a name again i was talking to samson about it and uh he said something about you know why not call it satoshi is a girl or something like that and i thought oh satoshi honestly when you guys showed me the the name and the branding i was like that's amazing i it's, think it's, it's clever super, yeah Super short, and you understand what uh, we are going to do. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> what are we going to do? Well, we're podcasts. We talk about Bitcoin. And we're all girls. Yeah, that's everything we need in the end uh, because uh, we all what share else do you this want? love. <laughs> yeah, we share all the love for Bitcoin, and we love to chat about it. We love to talk about more important topics around Bitcoin, and yeah, I think that that's all we need at this point. And I really like the idea that um, the show will. Uh, change and grow with people. Uh, I mean, uh, the audience will tell us uh, uh, a little bit of how we can, we can move the things on. And also, I like the idea of um, all-female podcasts because uh, mm, I, I think it's, it's interesting that uh, we can give uh, a female perspective on the topic. It's uh, probably the first time, so let's see what happens. It might be... Yeah. Go on. A little less toxic than, no, actually, yeah. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> no, we're not that toxic, I don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, it really depends on what toxicity means. I mean, uh, uh, if toxicity means that uh, we are tough on the important stuff, uh, I think I'm toxic. But if you if you think that toxicity means that you are an horrible person, I don't think we are. <laughs> so it really it really depends. Of your, I, I think that if we are telling ourselves that we are toxic, 
it works. If it is from outside, sometimes it's just, it, it is not a compliment, it really depends. So yeah, but I'm okay with being toxic if needed. Mm. <laughs> if needed. <Cool. laughs> so um, yeah, one of the things that I just wanted to mentioned that like we obviously said the audience will help us drive this podcast uh, podcast so if anyone has suggestions um we're looking to bring on guests in the future so we always welcome guest suggestions um topic suggestions anything like that we are open to everything so in terms of what we're going to be providing or the content that we're going to be putting out there i think we will be you know, a few things, as Molly mentioned, we might want to have guests on, um, but we also just want to talk about what's happening, you know, give our own view of things. Maybe the female perspective can be useful. Also, because all three of us have a marketing background, I think that is primarily the, um, the view that you're going to get from us. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, then, you know, you're very welcome to hang around. If not, then please still hang around. <laughs> no, it's bad because for we you. need viewers. It's bad for you. There's <laughs> <laughs> going to be an Italian course on you if you are not going to watch Endorse and help us. Yeah, it's a very bad <laughs> course. Yeah. You better stay. Yeah, you better stay. <laughs> you see Mir's eyes just now? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to stay. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. get, get. Just in I'm case. scared <laughs> to leave now. <laughs> um, cool then. On so from that, then the marketing side. Um, actually, one of the topics that I wanted to raise today um, and kind of get your girls' opinion on it was uh, Bitcoin marketing in general. So this week for me at work has been a nightmare. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but the FSA, which is the financial, uh, can't remember what the C is, but the authority. Financial Conduct Authority. Authority. Even, you know, I was thinking crime. I was like, oh no, don't want to go down that road. (laughs) Uh, The Financial Conduct (laughs) Authority in the UK. They are launching an 11 million pound campaign, basically warning of crypto risks. Um, Mm. That's not helpful because here in the UK, I have more than enough barriers when it comes to trying to market Bitcoin products and services. Um, And this is not a new thing. This has been my entire time at Coin Corner. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 2018, Google Ads was banned. There was a blanket ban on crypto advertising um, for Google Ads, which impacted us heavily because we used to get a lot of um, new customers from Google Ads. And I know that they are, um, you know, reintroducing that in Japan, I think Japan has already had it a lot, has been allowed it back. Um, and I think the US is next, but there's no, I haven't heard anything about the UK. Um, and yeah, like we've had uh, advertising pulled from transport advertising in the UK a couple of years ago, the day before it was supposed to go live. Um, I had an advert turned down this week for radio advertising because the ASA, which is the Advertising Standards Agency in the UK, um, is also cracking down on crypto advertising. And yeah, one as another one, which I've not come out yet and said anything about, but Reddit, Reddit banned us, well, Reddit um, refused us advertising this week uh, unless we were willing to spend a lot of money, which we don't have. 
Um, they don't want it. They don't want your money. They, they, they do want my money, but they want a lot of money. Uh, so they will exit. Uh, I can't remember what the actual wording was, but basically cryptocurrency advertising falls under financial services. Um, but you can only advertise on Reddit if you are willing to spend X amount in a certain time period. And I don't have that marketing budget to do so. Unfortunately, the companies that do have that marketing budget to do so are typically ICOs and scams, um, which then, I don't know if you girls feel the same, but it just leads back into this cycle of barriers to crypto advertising because of these companies, but these companies are the ones that can afford to spend the money, which then gives the bad reputation to Bitcoin marketing in general um, and for legitimate businesses like us at Coin Corner and I'm sure other businesses around the world. Uh, so that's but, my little vent. <laughs> yeah, how is, how is financial, it? Yeah, the financial conduct authority, mm. right? So what they did is they say, we don't want any more misleading crypto advertising, right? Yeah. So there was this, uh, I'd be interested to know what ad you were going to submit, but there was this Luno ad, right? Mm-hmm. In the, in the subway or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what exactly it said, but something like if you're seeing Bitcoin <laughs> in the subway, it's time to buy. Yes. And they said that's misleading because it doesn't highlight the risk that comes from it. So um, Molly actually shared a, a Financial Times article with us prior to the podcast. And I read it. I found it very interesting. There's a section here that says uh, the Financial Conduct Authority has issued warnings that consumers buying popular crypto products should be prepared to lose all their money but those have failed to filter through to most consumers. <laughs> it is great because, you know, if, if the financial conduct authority is telling me to do something, I'll definitely listen to that. <laughs> but the, the point being, it, there, there's a big focus on misleading, mm. right? So it doesn't want misleading advertising. So I'm wondering what misleading means, right? For example, you had in London just recently, you had these these hex advertisements on taxis, mm. right? Not if you saw that, but they had they painted the taxis. They said something like up ten thousand percent in X days, or hex is up ten thousand percent since day X or whatever. So I'm wondering, is that misleading? Because if it actually, if they pumped it that hard then it's factually correct. Mm. So is it misleading to put that on a car? Is, would it be misleading to put up a Bitcoin ad tomorrow saying Bitcoin is up 10x since 2020? Because that's true. It's true. It's <laughs> facts. Yeah. Are you able to share what ad Coin Corner was going to put up? Oh, so this are you talking about for the transport advertising? Yeah. Yeah. So this was actually, uh, this wasn't recent. This was in 2018. We were going to put up on the trains in the UK, um, inside the carriages, we had a campaign called Be More Brenda. And it, um, it was our sort of approach behind it was based on a, um, an actual customer of ours who was elderly and was very switched on. And we, our approach was like, if, if she can do it, anyone can do it. Like Bitcoin is easy. It's not as difficult as everybody thinks it is. 
Um, so we, we had all the artwork done, we had it all printed and we were working with a third party advertising agency and yeah, the day before it was due to go on, um, I can't even remember how many, a lot of trains, um, they pulled it because they said it, uh, I can't even remember the wording, whether it was misleading or whether it was something else at the time. Um, but then we, we then went and put those posters up on the undergrounds in London because it was a different provider and they were fine with it. So we had these big, like, I don't even know what size, huge, huge posters, Be More Brenda. They were bright orange. They were amazing. They actually got a lot of um, people talking about them because they were so, they stood out. They were incredible. Um, but yeah, that also came with a, like a lot of criticism from people again against, you know, here in the UK, I don't know if it's the same where you guys are, but anything that you put out in terms of advertising, you can't put out anything that is deemed investment advice. So these ads that you're talking about with Luno, where it says, if you're seeing this ad, it's time to buy. Like I saw those ads and I was like, that's investment advice. Um, and how it got through and approved, I have no idea. But the long-term damage that has done to other companies in the space as a result of that is... Uh, a little bit frustrating. <laughs> mm. So whenever we do advertising here uh, in the UK, you have to put the disclaimers in the bottom, you know, like, for, so obviously we don't advertise hex or anything like that, any shit coins. Um, but with Bitcoin, we always have to have a disclaimer in the bottom, the regulatory stuff that says, you know, the price of Bitcoin mm. can go up and down, risks mm -hmm. involved, blah, blah, blah. Um, I haven't, I can't remember whether those disclaimers were on that hex ad. Um, and, and yeah, there's so many different parties involved with the advertising. Like I said before, you've got the ASA, which is the advertising standards agency who are like the governing body for these adverts. Um, but they don't get, I don't think they get involved until something is brought to their attention, like the Luno ads. Um, I don't know if the Hex ads have been brought to their attention. Uh, so sort of underneath them, there's these independent advertising agencies that are working with these companies. And if they deem it, fine then it goes out um so clearly whoever hex were working with um deemed it factually incorrect and you know not misleading uh yeah and, and it's it's it, difficult it, yeah the, the what i found interesting is I, I looked into this uh this topic a bit further is a bbc article on the same topic which says um the asa so that advertising something something Okay, they the the watchdog said it says here, the watchdog said the simplicity of the it's time to buy statement gave the impression that Bitcoin investment was straightforward and accessible. We understood, and this is a quote from the ASA, we understood that Bitcoin investment was complex, volatile, and could expose investors to losses. That stood in contrast to the ad. So it doesn't like the, the reason they're giving is not it's misleading. The reason they're giving is you're making it seem like it's easy to buy Bitcoin, but actually it's really hard. <laughs> this is, so I that's think, the reason I mean, they gave. Yeah, like I honestly don't think anybody really knows like without it, sorry, outside of the companies that are, are advertising. I don't think that these sort of advertising agencies know what what the rules are. Um, it varies so much. I don't think anybody and... knows. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think I mean, like... you know, you're trying to get an ad approved. 
it's not working out for you. So I'm wondering, you know, if there was an ad saying Bitcoin's up 10x since 2020, and you know we wanted to put it on a bus in London, would it get approved, or would they say, nah, this is misleading, even though it's a factual statement? Like, is the problem having the Bitcoin logo on there because they don't want to see Bitcoin? Or is it actually, as they say, they just don't want you to think, want you to make people think that it's the guaranteed returns or whatever? So, you know, yeah. I don't yeah, know. It seems that, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go on, Mia. No, oh, the only thing I want to add, uh, it's kind of trivial, but uh, this is what happens when everything is centralized and there is some association and governments behind. Uh, because they can control what you can do uh, and you feel protected. But actually, in the end, uh, uh, we cannot even predict what they are going to do. Because at the beginning, Bitcoin was uh, something unknown, so it's better to stop uh, consumers. And now Bitcoin is against something, and now Bitcoin is... Uh, Risky and in the future will be, we don't know. Uh, the only thing we know that it, it would always be tricky because uh, it's not completely in our power, but we have to deal with if we want to, of course, have in Bitcoin be, um, focused businesses. Mm. I think, um, I don't know how you feel about this, Lena, but because I know that your um, media publication is Bitcoin publication, but media in general are not uh bitcoin friendly i think that um <laughs> a lot of the stuff that comes out unfortunately is is quite weighted quite heavily quite negatively towards bitcoin um so all this you know these comments around advertising and you know trying to highlight these crypto risks it, it, it there's just i feel like there's just so much mixed messaging because you have, you know, companies like ourselves trying to advertise Bitcoin in a positive way, but then at the same time, you have these media publications coming out, mainstream media, sorry, yeah. um, publications coming out, very kind of like negative stories around Bitcoin. And it, it just feels like a constant battle um, with the Bitcoin industry in as a whole versus the world, essentially. Yeah. There's a strong tendency towards highlighting the criticism of bitcoin as opposed to the praise because praise of bitcoin in whatever shape or form is often regarded as as you said investment advice when it comes to media coverage um, especially mainstream media i think the problem they have is there's not enough um, bitcoin expertise out there it's part of the problem so there's not a lot of people who understand bitcoin you know there's among those people there's not a lot of people that can write, you know, and then among those people who understand Bitcoin and can write, there's not a lot of people that can write in a journalistic way. And among those people that understand Bitcoin can write and can write as like a journalist, it's not a lot of people that actually work in that profession. You see where I'm going this, with this, right? And the people that the people that do, they tend to work, maybe they work at, you know, Coindesk, Cointelegraph, um, or other crypto publications, or they're freelancers or whatever, uh, few of them are employed by mainstream media outlets. Um, and that the result or the consequence of that is that these mainstream media 
often have they realize oh wait people are talking about bitcoin so we have to cover it too so they give the topic or they they assign a bitcoin story to the closest per, like the person closest to what they think can uh, write about it for example person usually covering stocks or covering um, finance markets or economics and these people will usually come from a different background and you can't expect them to you know within like what's the turnaround time like 12 24 48 hours to learn about bitcoin so what they will do very often is they will google it and they will see a past article that's not very well informed and then they will see oh bitcoin's carbon footprint is so high okay well you know we all care about climate change right now so this is a great thing to pick up and this is going to get us lots of clicks so it's like a it's like a vicious cycle of misinformation that misinformation that um yeah get, gets out there and i don't want to you know demonize every single journalist out there there's some really good journalists out there but there's a lack of understanding and unfortunately you know it still gets out there and then you have to deal with it and also the effect of that because pe like government and fa the financial conduct authority the people that work there they also read that stuff and then they think, oh, Bitcoin's bad. So let's put up this new regulation that bans Bitcoin ads. Yeah, yeah. Well, and can I be a little bit toxic? I, I, you may. Of course. <laughs> I, I agree with everything you said, Lina, but that probably it was more um, for the first years of Bitcoin. Now I see the lack of understanding uh, for the most cases. Um, Actually, as uh, either you are kind of ignorant <laughs> because there's so much stuff uh, out there and or you are in some way guilty because uh, uh, it happened to me that during some interviews, I spent uh, a lot of time uh, speaking about uh, uh, Bitcoin and giving all the resources to watch and well, they asked me questions, for example, last time about Bitcoin and energy consumption, blah, 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 blah. Bitcoin is bad for energy. And I linked and explained everything um, quite um, yeah, efficiently because it was in Italian. And mm -hmm. uh, in the end, the article was nothing about what I was talking about uh, in my in my answers, they didn't do their research. I know sometimes it's a matter of time, you don't have time, but actually uh, you had everything. If you didn't want to go to the resources, you had the time only to listen to my uh, answer because it was just like uh, uh, explained to, um, yes, as I would explain to my mom probably. And so sometimes there is an agenda and it, they decided to go with that agenda and nothing will change their minds. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I think happens that's a lot. That's a problem in that the, unfortunately the negative stories about Bitcoin are the ones that get the clicks and then they're the ones yeah. obviously, the more clicks, that's the more, yeah. Um, nobody wants to read a story about how great Bitcoin is, do they? They want to hear about how it's destroying the world and, you know. Well, do you want to read about Taproot? Like, oh, well, you maybe do, but imagine you're... <laughs> that was a bad example. <laughs> right, imagine your friends who are not Bitcoiners. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they see an article about how Taproot 
improves Bitcoin privacy on um, or efficiency or, you know, even lightning network use cases. Imagine they see that headline. They're not going to click on it. No. <laughs> they're like, they're what? Taproot? They prefer being salty. Uh, I told you so that Bitcoin was a, a scam. It was dangerous or whatever. You're right. Clickbaits uh, are just in this direction. Uh, but my, call me, uh, I mean, I'm naive, but uh, I can see a future when uh, the titles will change and will show all the amazing things that Bitcoin will do. Or otherwise, there are going to be more independent publication and uh, sovereign publication. Uh, I don't know, just dreaming. There's this thing that I was never aware of when you know, growing up in Germany until I uh, started traveling and met people from different countries. I, I saw that um, in, in some countries, and especially in the U.S., you have media outlets that are clearly leading towards a political direction or, or party or whatnot. And there is very clear bias. If you see, for example, you want to read news about Trump, if you go to Fox News, if you go to CNN, you'll see the same news, but packaged very differently. Yeah. So for me, the, the more I saw of that, the more I realized, wait, so if you read an article, you can't just take it at face value. You have to read, you know, other articles on the same topic, or you go to Twitter, you know, to then form your own opinion on, you know, some well or better informed grounds. But then can we ask that of people that want to learn about Bitcoin? Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not, actually, because if they do go to Twitter, they're just going to see yeah. shit posting and memes, aren't they? <laughs> I have a question. Do you think we need Bitcoin banner ads on, you know, buses and taxis and billboards and maybe even, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Do we mm. need these banner ads or, or are they not necessary? Will Bitcoin get to the end game, whatever you may think that is, uh, without them as well? Or will it accelerate it or is it actually even bad for Bitcoin? Mm. I don't know, Mir, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Well, you ask it, so I have too many photos that I try to condense what I think about. So let's start with saying that I I tolerate marketing, actually. <laughs> but uh, because I, I'm kind of person that I see marketing and communication as two very different uh, things. And, but um, at the same time, I think it's uh, very important to market uh, stuff uh, with uh, with ethics, uh, and they are very important for businesses. Since Bitcoin is not a business, but Bitcoin is just what is Bitcoin? It is a strange creature uh, on the internet, and uh, it's a currency. It's uh, I, I don't know. I still don't know, but see, uh, many people are convinced that Bitcoin uh, doesn't need any marketing because mm -hmm. Bitcoin is just, it is, it is. And it will eventually win without our help in any way. But at the same time, I think that if we can help Bitcoin, there are great way to do that. <laughs> so in the end, I tolerate it and try to help Bitcoin in uh, in many ways, and I think that uh, uh, Bitcoin companies uh, uh, they should do 
what they do, how they're doing business. So advertising is a very important part of that. Otherwise, we won't know that uh, the, their services exist and also they are reaching potential new clients, potential new people. If we are talking about Bitcoin all the time in the same platforms, uh, it's not that useful. Uh, there are some uh, problems, of course, because uh, it's Yes, we see it's kind of exposing uh, too much the topics, but I think it's, the impact could be positive uh, in the end. And at the same time, I think that, um, I mean, there are positive ways uh, in which we can, can do uh, marketing for, for Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, the problem is also that not only that we associate uh, Bitcoin uh, and marketing in a bad way because, uh, uh, I mean, uh, we think uh, Bitcoin doesn't need any marketing. But uh, I think it's in, sometimes it's something uh, um, rooted in these historical uh, roots because, uh, uh, for example, all the people who were doing marketing, uh, especially in the ICOs season, um, were just like people they had only marketing, <laughs> they didn't have anything else. And basically in the in the most positive scenario, they are, were trying to sell you nothing. Uh, in the worst, they are conclaimed frauds. So uh, with time, we associated the marketing uh, with a bad thing because uh, I mean, Bitcoin doesn't need marketing. The other are doing marketing. So marketing is bad, uh, but in the end, it's not so easy. But uh, still nowadays, many people are just seeing marketing as a, a bad stuff for Bitcoin internally uh, because uh, you mean, all the, these people pumped up uh, trying to sell their products, trying to sell their white papers and their stupid coins uh, or whatever. Uh, but I mean, we should tolerate market and use for our goals. And one of the best ways, in my opinion, to do marketing for Bitcoin is through propaganda. What are we are doing with memes, uh, the laser eyes, for example, it's just like a propaganda for Bitcoin, a good one. We are showing ourselves like a, a strong and oriented community. The message is clear. And uh, those are great things. And also slogans are great. Uh, for people internally and externally. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's a matter of rhetorics, you know, and uh, rhetorics is, um, is important too. There is, I mean, we are very focused as Bitcoiners uh, through dialectics and argumentation, and argumentation is very important. We, we should produce uh, articles and talk and speak about very solid argumentation for our topic, especially now that Bitcoin has been attacked in so many different directions and for so different stuff. And we can uh, argument against them with number, with solid arguments. But uh, rhetoric is important too, especially if we are aware of what we are doing. And so in the end, I'm trying to tell you that our shit posting on Twitter on up other platform is important for Bitcoin in the end. Yeah. And at the same time, I think advertising uh, outside those platforms could be done in an ethical and important and Bitcoin focused way. Yes, I stop it. A lot of the marketing we see for Bitcoin is sort of defensive marketing because mm. there is a lot of anti-Bitcoin mm. marketing. Yeah. You know, it goes up to central True. banks. Uh, the European Central Bank attacked Bitcoin in its digital euro announcement. 
for whatever reason, they must feel very threatened. But because there is these authorities and uh, people and organizations with large platforms attacking Bitcoin, a lot of the things we do and um, a lot of the things, you know, many Bitcoiners, you see them doing, you see them going on TV to talk about it. I would call it defensive marketing because it's dispelling FUD, you mm. know. And Absolutely. If, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's a form of marketing too. You know, they go on TV to talk about Bitcoin. You can say, no, Bitcoin doesn't need that, but it certainly can't hurt because otherwise you wouldn't have this voice that would, you know, stand up against the misinformation that people maliciously, you can't, like, you, you have to say it as it is, that people maliciously put out there. Mm. That's very true. I think it, it comes back to that saying, doesn't it? I can't remember exact, the exact um, wording for it, but it's like, first they laugh at you, then they fight you, then they join you. And I feel like we're very much in this fighting stage at the moment yeah. where we're just kind of, there, you know, people are putting out FUD and we're just having to go back and dispel, um, dispel because if we don't, the general public are going to hear what, you know, the central banks are saying and they're going to take that as gospel and then never look at Bitcoin again. Um, so yeah, just, it just feels like a constant battle. Do you not think? <laughs> Great. Well, that is the end of our first episode then girls. Yeah. I hope there was something <laughs> useful in there. I mean, Mir for sure. You said a lot of great stuff. I hope, mm. I hope it's great to listen to as well, or at least well, bearable. Uh, well, I, I hope um, you guys understand what I said then. But if you need any subtitles, uh, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, a very romantic accent, Italian mm. accent. I don't know. I don't hear it. It's one of the oh. best you can have. Definitely better <laughs> than beautiful. the German accent. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't hear anything. And no, well, for the next episode, uh, I, I've just um, enrolled to uh, an English pronunciation course and see if something improves. But uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me know if during the next yeah, episode great. something will be slightly better. Because we have problems with H and TH sounds uh, all the time. I can't pronounce some sounds. And But yeah, who cares? People normally understand me or the fake to understand me so <laughs> we love we <laughs> love you for who you are mia we love you yeah i love whatever you said just now it's, I, I agree yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, let's try with some gesture next time and i'm really looking forward for the next episode and i really hope that the audience yeah. uh, will love too but we, we would just... love to know, yeah, we would love to know how to optimize this podcast, you know, so if you have any suggestions, like topics you want us to talk about, or um, the length of the podcast too, or, you know, what guests we should have on here, uh, please let us know. We're just starting yeah. out, we're probably going to change this up a lot as we go. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think we planned to do this for half an hour, but I think I've just checked the time and it's like over an hour. So there you go, a, a bonus long episode for the first one. <laughs> yeah, I said a lot of useless stuff. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, it was all good. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter. We have a Twitter account now for the podcast, which is the Satoshi Show, just Satoshi Show. Um, Satoshi with have... an E. Satoshi with an E, yeah. Satoshi. I still love that. I think that's brilliant. 
Um, yeah, and then we also have um, created a couple of Telegram groups as well. So you can join us in there and we can talk about some of the topics we've, you know, talked about today or feel free to sit here. Yeah, we'll put it somewhere down in the show notes. <laughs> I'm giving anyway. your editors some work now, but I don't care. <laughs> put it here. <laughs> uh, cool. So thanks for, for joining us, guys. And thanks so much. Don't forget to like and like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do Oh, wait, no, like and subscribe. Yeah, on that side. <laughs> Okay, and if you want to do a donation, since Bitcoin is dead, some thoughts are always a good idea, or just, I mean, this t-shirt is a tank top, actually. It's very important, uh, and free Rose and share the hashtag. <laughs> Molly, can you show your important message, too? Oh, <laughs> drink, drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> no, I don't even like Coca-Cola. I just thought the shirt was cool. Uh, cool. Thank you very much. Yay!